lovers out there welcome back to another episode of sex love and what else matters hey baby hi luke oh my gosh luke is here surprise surprise so we're on the ranch in colorado and i have none other than my very first friend in los angeles comedian extraordinaire podcast extraordinaire rachel nicole used to be o'brien hunter oh except i haven't changed my name but yes and greg hunter the husband also you're a lot more than just the husband but that's right now that's who you are today <laughs> i'm the reason it used to be o'brien hey baby <laughs> so i wasn't recovering from him saying hey baby after <laughs> after kristen had a smooth operator voice i <laughs> sort of just had a panic attack <laughs> so much rachel's love never here. seen luke like this yeah, yeah it made me feel nervous and i didn't know what to do you have a very good podcast uh voice for this because i'm used to podcasting with you when we would do and uh, you know whatever we would i would be your with. guest yes so now that you're a host, it's it's very professional. I like it. And it sounded like almost like, I don't know, it was like a sexy radio host. And then Luke really topped it off when he went, hey, baby. And I felt nervous. Hey, baby. <laughs> she thought we might have got ourselves into some sort of like. Orgy. Exactly. Swinger, swinger situation. Yeah, we, was, we didn't realize it was a swinger's podcast. The sexual tension was good, though. They love each other. We do. So we're on the ranch, you guys. We are in Colorado. You said it right. No, I said it wrong, but... We are in Colorado. We are on the ranch. You got to emphasize hey, Brittany. the rad. <laughs> No, it's how Luke says Colorado. How do you say it? It's pronounced Colorado. Yeah, Colorado. Colorado. You just faked it, but it's fine. Rado. So here we are. It was a scorching, gorgeous, 99 something degree day today. And we're here to talk about sex, love, and what else matters. Because this is the very place that Luke and I started having sex. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much immediately. What? During your nuptials, Rachel and Greg is where Luke and I started having sex. I found about uh, out about this way later, like where it happened. It was behind someone's tent. I don't know who those people were. They did find us and they were like, hey. Some people caught you? They didn't catch us having sex, but we were next to the tent post-sex, like after we both orgasmed. And then they were like, yo, we were like, hey, we weren't in your tent. This is going to be we weird, but how it, did you hide you... it? Like, okay, you were wearing a long dress. Was it? Okay. Is this weird? Can you imagine? I had a long dress and he had a zipper. So it's called yank me behind and behind. Yeah. We don't even have big trees to hide behind here. No, we weren't. I mean, it was pitch black. We have tents to hide behind. Okay. So it was at oh, night. Okay. Yeah. So Luke and I told the story very briefly, like in the beginning of when we first started this podcast and it was after like the children and like a lot of the people left and it was like fully in the reception time of like drink and party, oh, yeah. you know, yay time. Right. And I changed into that weird outfit. That was the only thing available. No, you were still in your wedding dress. Okay. And Luke was like, Kristen, do you want to go get, and I was on mushrooms and like just spilling champagne everywhere. And Luke's like, do you want to go get the dogs? I was like, the dogs. I forgot about the dogs. What a God, solid you, move. I was say, you what are a right. solid move by Luke, though. That, I mean, come on. That would have worked on me if, you, you if Greg said that. Dog? <laughs> After all these years, you can still be swindled. I could be, though. Yeah. I'd be like, dogs? Yeah. I heard idea. so many different stories about that as it was going on. I'm pretty sure it was Adam and Kristen. Who are Adam and Kristen? The, owners, the owners of the tent. <clears throat> the owners oh, of the tent. Yeah, they, they did find us. They gave me a tent. Oh, you Afterward, went I think they left me tent? the tent. Yes. Oh, I was thinking it was like a wedding tent, but I guess we didn't end up having that one. Oh, you, oh, 
someone's personal camping yes. tent. So like they, oh wow, that's well, they a little were, more bold. They weren't, they weren't there. They were at your reception as they should have been. How do you know they weren't in the tent? Because we did not see anyone in the tent and it was not lit up. And they were definitely at the reception. This is like sex Russian roulette. You could have easily been caught. It wow. should be explained that we have like a lot of acreage and people who came to our wedding, a lot of people you know, set up a tent and camp there the night of the wedding. Yeah. It wasn't a random tent of like... It would have been cooler if it was, actually, now that I think about it. Or a wedding tent. If it was just like random people like <laughs> camping on your on y'all's property on like the Eight hundreds acres. of acres. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah we do have them. And I'm in like a black gown and Luke's in like a tux. <laughs> We're just banging from behind. <laughs> and Luke says you're not a thrill seeker. Come on. Okay, that's fair. Ooh, that's a fair point. Winning. Okay, so that's how... Luke and I got together, as you guys know, and if you don't know from our first couple of episodes, what the fuck, go back and listen, rate us five stars. And anyway, so it was because of the now hunters and their ranch and their beautiful wedding. And I am fully convinced that you guys set us up to walk down the aisle together. And I like to say that we were like, actually, you're like maid of honor and best man. Had you not had siblings? Your guys' photo, first of all, whatever. I was enjoying my wedding, so I look like I'm just laughing in every photo. So fine. It doesn't it doesn't matter. I don't have any posed photos. You two have probably one of the prettiest photos of the entire wedding. It looks like almost like stock photography. Oh, we're so cute. <laughs> we could it see the love then. It's because he, yeah. he got My mom said afterwards out. they're going to have a baby together. Like immediately. I was like, well, yeah. I'd say you're right, Kristen, that you guys are our de facto like friend Maid yeah. of honor and best man. Yeah. Luke was definitely my best man from all of the much needed. Uh, awesome men you had. It, well, no, 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 that week it. prior, he did so much for me. Built, we built a wedding venue. On, okay. You well, know. I'm just going to say Luke, you, Luke helped build a bridge. But when it came down to building the wedding venue, all of your groomsmen were hung over. And it was all the bridesmaids actually building it with you. I've heard this report from several And people. Greg was with us. So he knows. <laughs> Look, I'm not, I'm not denying it. I think I think all the groomsmen got very drunk because there were so many good-looking girls at the rehearsal dinner. And so open... Was it an open bar? I don't think it was. No. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. I was like... Kristen wouldn't even talk to me. Someone didn't hit tap. I'm so confused. Luke basically has admitted that he was willing to like bang someone and that when he found out I was single days before, he was like, all right, she top on my list. Well, let's I mean, be honest, the, the guy looks so good in that tux. I mean, it was happening, you know? I mean, you guys true. truly looked gorgeous in that photo. You know the photo I'm talking about. I do. So Kyle anyway, Hellman, our wedding photographer. She did out. a great job. Crushed it on that photograph. Yeah. So ranch life. So here we are. And Rachel was literally my first friend in LA. Literally, we were friends on a modeling job before... I even actually moved there and she was my only friend and she drove me to Sir the day that I had to turn in like my resume and my headshot and I was like terrified and it was so wild. So I first met Greg. How long had you guys been dating? When I Were met we official Greg? by that point? Yes. Because you said, come meet my boyfriend in Santa Monica at this We bar. were official because my face was paralyzed from the Botox. That happened after. So let's, oh, yes. let's so, talk yeah. about how you, so let's talk about how you guys met. Greg Tell us your me. meeting story. Greg no, no, no. Me. I better leave. Greg, this. you agree That's that Rachel's you stalked story. me. It was a long con. I was asked by someone that I was working for on another job. She had a friend who was needing some audio help with her podcast. And she's like, will you come meet her? And then when I saw Rachel, I started to stalk her. Okay. <laughs> so, no, no, no. How long before you guys actually were like, before Rachel was like, 
okay, you can be my boyfriend. (laughs) Well, but just so you know, for reference, I was dating John Lee for the time. So that would have been a long time ago. I knew she had a boyfriend, but I was like, here's the, so she needed help. And I was like, I'll just do this for you. I can't be, I'll do it for 30 bucks. I truly just thought it was a good deal. I was like, well, this is great. Was it because of her boobs or her face or both? Yeah, definitely both, but more than that, too. The talent. It was the David Bowie jacket she was wearing. That worked every time. I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, I I was just like, okay, she lies good taste in music. I want to taste those boobs. (laughs) I don't mean (laughs) I didn't want to say that on the podcast, but I mean. (laughs) I'm so glad you did. And she was beautiful, and I thought she was way out of my league, but I was like, shit. I mean, like, I'll just tell the guys, like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm working for this girl. It was, and it was like easier than explaining what she needed help with. I was just like, this won't last at first. And then what really happened was like two weeks into helping her with the podcast, she calls me. No text. <laughs> oh my God. And she is like not in a hurry to get off the phone, but also, as you know, like Rachel just being Rachel, mm-hmm. cold call, whatever, mm-hmm. like blah, blah, blah. I'm like, this girl's into me. Like, I'm <laughs> like, at that point, I yeah. settled in for the long play and I was like, her boyfriend won't last. Yeah. I was just <laughs> driving and I didn't want to text. You know, I, I can, believe Greg and not you. So, well, I can attest to everything that Greg said as far as <laughs> him, him explaining all this. What so you probably don't know, Rachel, is that Greg actually pitched you to me at one point. Was like this girl is so gorgeous, and he's just like I could tell he was so into you. I was like, yeah, I'm like right. offended she, that you I'm did like, that. This I was like I, I had Wait, showed I up. This. I had showed up with flowers. You couldn't get the picture. I'm like over here, like peacock, and as best I can, you're like Greg's such a he nice asked, guy. So, so I was like, hey, this. Luke. He asked to be a guest on my podcast because he had a, a movie coming out, a, a really well done movie. I'm not trying to like pitch you, but. I love you. Um, but I was like, yeah, I definitely want to like talk about his movie. And he showed up with wine and flowers. And I truly just thought he was a, like a really respectable, like Midwestern kid. Like gentleman. Because like he is chivalry. three years younger than me or something. So I was just kind of no, like. I'm a movie producer. I, I don't I always call people slightly younger than me a kid. I was just like, God, he's such a nice kid. And I think I made you tacos or something after at one point. I don't know. You did. That's what really sold me. That's but, a love language. But I just thought he was just a really nice guy. I was like, that is really sweet. Like, I thought he was grateful to do the podcast. That's what okay, I wait, thought. So Luke, I want to hear Luke. Yeah, this is weird. This is new. Okay, We're no, doing tell this publicly. Me. No, no, no. This tell was us. not a big thing. But I'm telling you, the first time Greg ever talked about you, yeah. I could tell how into you he was. But he was playing it off. Like, I know this girl. She's so gorgeous. She's, like, super successful and super cool. And, like, told me about the music you were into. And he, like, knew all these things about you. And he's like, I produce her podcast. And, and he's like... She she might be the right girl for you because I don't think I've got a chance. That and that, that's, so that's, weird. that's what it very was. Very sweet of you and very like this humble was, of you. This was a week before we kissed for the first time. Before we really? went to Wichita, yeah, yeah. And and is that two told also to my defense? I was trying to get Luke to one come with me to come see you. So I'm pitching like this babe is so hot. So you are like, a con artist. Hold on, two. I was trying to get him over a girl. So I'm like, there are other hot babes in the sea. Look at this one. Mm-hmm. And I know her, and like we're gonna go see her like comedy a pawn show right now. No, look, this was I mean, fascinating. What I'm trying let's, to, let's let's let them tell the story because I'm fascinated. Look, what I'm trying to say though is that he was. I knew he wasn't really pitching. I could tell he was in love with you, or he was like infatuated with you at that point. But he was the way he was saying it. I was like, I mean, didn't I basically respond? Well, that sounds like the girl for you. It's true. And by the time we got, this is a true story, and, and this should be put on the record. I do owe Luke some responsibility as well as Heath uh, from Wichita into me 
I think, you know, us igniting our relationship at that particular trip after literally four years of us just working together, being friends, or three and a half. Anyhow, that entire drive, Luke's like, oh, dude, this is like, it had the makings for like, I think something's going to happen on this trip. Like for for me, like in you, like it's like, I, I don't know, you know, he kind of predicted it, not going to lie. And then when we got there and Heath was like, and your friends too. Oh, were, it was like everyone was Everyone was just this, like, are like, you guys yeah. together? Because you should be. Like everyone in Wichita. It was like a scripted show almost. Everybody in Wichita just like, you two, when are you getting married? To be fair, though, I wouldn't have needed them to say that stuff. I don't I was like kind of cosmically. I was just like after you do like a stand up show, there's kind of like an after show hang where like people that like, came to your show, they want to mm. like talk. And sometimes I get like I need to come down from the show and I get totally. like, a little anxiety. And I was like, I just want to be around Greg. I just wanted to like stand next to Greg. He made you feel safe. Yeah. Yeah. That's well, I, I just think it's very similar. Like Greg. Greg's the one that set the line of and had me walk with Kristen at the wedding. 100%. Greg was throwing, 100% I did it. throwing it back to me. I went to the wedding planner and was like, these two are second in line after our brother and sister. Uh, yeah, those two are walking mm-hmm. together. I told her it was because of height, but it wasn't. To be perfectly honest, I'm almost more in love with your friendship than I am with each of our loves. Like, I think that's very sweet. You guys just really have each other's back. Oh, Absolutely. I know. Do you remember funny. what I said on the drive? They're so really okay, cute. We, you didn't even mention Wait, what, that this drive? was drive. Hold on. On the drive to Wichita to see Rachel's comedy show. Okay. And uh my seed company had made a sale there via Greg and we were delivering seeds to a buyer mm-hmm. from my hemp company. That was simultaneously happened at the same time. Anyway, you know we pay attention to the moon out here, like we're really in tune with mm-hmm. it. It was a full moon in Scorpio on the drive that Boom. night. This is why I love Do you. Do you really truly know this stuff? Yes, yes 100%. Oh, you guys are meant for each other. I was like, what? I know. There was some witchy shit going on. There was tornadoes all the way there. And literally Luke's ex-girlfriend was also kind of like chasing us there because she found out she was going. I don't think we should okay, go into that. I was wondering that, if this you guys have like, told this story before. There was tornadoes in front of us. So the stakes were pretty high. And it was a dramatic situation. We're literally going into towns and they're like, did you guys see the tornado? And it's a ghost town because like a tornado just rolled through. You know, meanwhile, me and Luke are like, ah, oh, we're having the best time. We're going to show up and sell hemp seeds and we're going to just gonna get cash and then go party with these hot babes. Like, you know, it's Blues Brothers, Moons and Scorpio. Like, I'm bound to get laid, bro. High fives. And, you Boobs know. Boobs in Kansas. Yeah. It's it's a real, like, Johnny Depp, uh, Hunter S. Thompson. Uh, it really fear is. Fear and loathing in Wichita type of situation. Totally. Did you remember, though, it got deeper than that in our conversation. Wow. Do you tell Can, can we say it? You have to say By it. By all means. Because we were talking about you, and I said, you're really into this girl. Do you want to be like be with her? He said, yes. I said, okay, well, if I help, you better be ready to marry her. I Luke, said that. what are you the grit? What is happening? It's true. And Luke's like two for two in this situation. God, you're like as nice as my dad. I feel like someone was watching out for me. Because he set up Hans and Sarah. This, another this another nice. couple that you guys are friends mm-hmm. with. Yeah. Okay, I have a theory that that is like cosmic. I'm going to get weird here. I'm so happy that I married you because I dated so many fucking losers before and I'm going to loop Chris into this. Like Mm -hmm. we needed someone to look out for us that you were the perfect person I could have ended up with. And I already knew I trusted you, but the fact that your best friend was also that good of a guy and now he's going to, Hopefully marry my friend, but he won't tell me because I can't keep a secret. He said, <laughs> whatever. It's so rude. But the fact that like that makes me feel so good because I want to protect you so bad because yeah. I, yeah, I would like wish I could slap some of the people you dated across the face, but whatever. I wish I could slap some of the people you dated oh, across the face. Oh, they were not face. great. Yeah. Well, I mean, we can't really slap I, Jax because he's like, because he's going to yeah. do. Yeah. His face is numb at this point. Um, and he's married and he's like better now. Yeah. No. 
Jackson- so for those of you who don't know, I'm sure you do if you watch Vanderpump or listen to my podcast at all, but Jackson Rachel dated, they introduced me to Tom Sandoval. AKA Rachel started Vanderpump Rules. Chris and I still regret that. It was a very <laughs> superficial thing. I was like, Tom Sandoval likes music. Kristen likes music. They both have guitars. They should date. Whatever. You it know was, what? I was there immature would, at the there time. There would be no Vanderpump Rules without you. Okay, fair, fair. Um, anyways, I didn't mean to say Jax's face is dumb. It was just, I don't even know what that meant. Um, he is a nice guy now. Yes. And I'm so happy he's so kind to Brittany. Anywho, uh, but point being, I feel so comfortable that you're going to be with Luke. Like that's... That's a good guy. That's someone you want to be the father of your kids. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. And it's I'll so funny that. in he the be- in the beginning man. when you got you were like, and Greg's like three years younger than me. And I'm like, Luke's eight years younger than me. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's hard to wrap your head around until like. But I agree with you on the kid thing because my little brother's only 15 months younger. Uh-huh. And I still see my little brother as like a five-year-old at kindergarten circus with like a lion mask on. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, Luke. I'll say something. <laughs> But Luke, babe, you're so hot with a big penis and you're so masculine oh, wow. and I love you. <laughs> Luke may be the youngest, but as my first friend on the ranch, mm-hmm. I think the ranch makes you very mature. That, that's something that struck me. I knew Luke before, but this man convinced me to essentially buy property in the middle of nowhere and feel capable of doing it. I totally agree with you. Are you going to cry? I love you. <laughs> This is a very sweet oh. podcast. This no, is- no tears. Ah. No, but no, I agree but with like, you. He's far more mature than I am in certain ways and definitely more independent than I am in certain ways. And it was ho- so, so funny that Luke was just telling me yesterday or the day before how Greg and I are like so similar and you, Luke, you and Rachel are so similar. And then all of a sudden tonight, making dinner, the same exact conversation came up. Yeah. And when Rachel said, you know, Kristen, I think you and Greg are like, you're the emotional ones, like the creatives, the emotional ones. And Luke and I are like, just not, we're like, we're the same. We're and like, how do we get so to true. the next step to make money or do like finish something? Like, it's, <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Strategy yeah. mode. What's the yeah. next step? What's the plan? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. What's the plan here? I need to know. Yeah. Green Chef makes eating, well, so easy with plans to fit every lifestyle. Whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, or maybe you're just looking to eat more balanced meals, Green Chef offers a range of recipes to suit your preferences. Luke and I love it. Now choose from 50 plus weekly menu and market items. Discover exciting new flavors that support your healthy lifestyle. Eating well does not have to be boring. Trust me. Satisfy your cravings for adventurous eats made nutritious. Discover exciting new flavors this summer with recipes that feature certified organic fruits and vegetables, sustainably sourced seafood, and unique farm fresh ingredients like tart cherries, truffle zest, and rainbow carrots. Plus, Green Chef delivers everything you need to eat clean the easiest way this summer. Feel your best with nutritionist-approved recipes packed with clean ingredients that support your healthy lifestyle and taste amazing too. I love that Green Chef does all the heavy lifting for me personally. They send me everything I need straight to my door. My current favorite snacks are the milk blueberry oatmeal and the cinnamon crumb muffins. Oh my God, they're incredible and they snatch my sweet tooth. Feel your best this summer with seasonal recipes featuring certified organic fruits and vegetables, organic cage-free eggs, and sustainably sourced seafood. 
go to greenchef.com slash Dodi50. Use code Dodi50 to get 50, five, zero percent off plus free shipping. That's greenchef.com slash Dodi50 and use code Dodi50 to get 50% off, half off plus free shipping for delicious meals straight to your door. You guys know me. I love a product that is vegan and cruelty-free. It is an absolute must. And I'm always trying to do right by my body. So when it comes to my hair and my scalp health, finding a product that actually works and is made with clean ingredients nearly seemed impossible. But with Vegamore, I get products that do just that. With Vegamore, I am able to have visibly thicker, fuller, shinier, longer hair, all without harsh ingredients. All Vegamore products are 100% cruelty-free and are never, ever formulated with potentially harmful chemicals like parabens or hormones. Vegamore products are so easy to integrate into your daily hair care routine. I've been using the Revitalizing Shampoo and Conditioner along with the Grow Scalp Detoxifying Serum. They all smell amazing, and I'm actually seeing visibly less dandruff, and I've never been happier. What's even better is Vegamore's value kits, like the Grow Essentials Kit, where you get to try more than one amazing product at a great savings. So basically, you sign up for a monthly subscription, you save more, you never run low on products that you need to take care of your hair. Fun fact, Vegamore sells one bottle of Grow Serum every 15 seconds on their website. Legit, this is how good this stuff is. Give yourself the hair you never thought you could have with Vegamore. And for a limited time, Sex, Love, and What Else Matters listeners get 20% off their first order by going to vegamore.com slash and use code DOTY at checkout. That's V-E-G- A-M-O-U-R dot com slash Dodie, code Dodie, to save 20% on your first order. Last time for you, it's V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R dot com slash Dodie, code Dodie. Okay, so I want to get into you and Grace. So that's like our story, which I will podcast about this again because just there's so much to talk about. But I want to talk about you and Greg now that we're like on this ranch and I've only been here a handful of times for more, no more than like what, four days or so at a time. But you and Greg literally have now like homes. You literally have homes, multiple that you've built that look fucking amazing. You guys do this from the ground up with the help of obviously Greg's dad with Luke y'all's friends, like contractors, but it's like insane. So all of that being said, in the middle of fucking Egypt, nowhere, Colorado, (laughs) you also have two podcasts, now one, but like two podcasts that fucking Times Square, it was up on Times Square. Like you guys have this amazing, you went from being producer to Rachel's podcast what he did be beer for a while yeah he well he just did the sound on right it, but um, but that's like where it started yeah but then I respected him a lot as a creative and when I wanted to write a script I, he was the first person I called I truly every single one of my friends is a creative or a writer and I was like this was before we were dating yeah before we were right. dating and I I just liked Greg respected him trusted him and I was like if I'm gonna write a script with someone I think it's him mm-hmm. and so that's kind of like how we started like hanging more and stuff but he was not a producer necessarily but on na- that, but now, like, let's yeah. just we oh, jump yeah. way ahead. During the pandemic, we created a whole other, and I quit the other podcast. We right. created a whole other. I be we deemed ourselves investigative journalists and detectives. Yeah, um, I would I, say I, Rachel deemed herself a detective. <laughs> you got Inspector Gadget, uh, Colt Infiltrator, um, and I was like, well, I'm gonna marry you, so I'm definitely not letting you go out to these Colt compounds alone. 
that's why I want people to know, like within the podcast that you have seven deadly sinners mm-hmm. and you guys literally drive or fly and go investigate these crazy places. Like you go all the way out to like Buffalo, New York. Yeah. So that was deadly diocese. Yeah. Deadly diocese. To right. solve, uh, someone came to us and we, I don't know, we're just seeing it through. I, I don't know. Yeah. We're trying to solve a crime and I don't. And you're so fascinated by like the land out here in Colorado and like things that could be happening out here and like murdery things or witchy things or alien things and just figuring it all out. But it's like as different as you guys can be, you have this thing together Mm -hmm. that is work, play, live. And I'm so fascinated. And I think a lot of listeners will be fascinated by that because I have done the work, play, live thing (laughs) with Vanderpump Rules very different, but like, I couldn't fucking stand it. But you guys have somehow truly managed to like champion and like trophy this way of dating, being married and having a business together and building a home together, literally in the middle of fucking nowhere. I put you on a fucking pedestal. This is very nice. Thank you. But that truly, was a process yeah, don't to stop, learn how to do stop. it. Yeah. <laughs> it was a process to learn how to do it. Like I had to respect that you don't necessarily want to hear about murder all day long and have it in every conversation I had to be like because he's the on the more technical side of everything um, no because he got really okay. into like I'm the more sensitive one remember touche yeah he gets so I, I can't hear I just like this will affect my mood for a couple hours Rachel's just like murder I'm no. on it <laughs> no I'm, I get very sensitive I mean I get so involved I've cried probably oh a uh, hundred times no the question podcast. you care about all of and I'm cases. now like fam I'm like family Rachel's with like, half these people. I cry too Greg <laughs> well no I'm like literally I talked to I Leslie Amanda Winkowski's mom it's another uh family I'm trying to help or whatever pretty much every day you get affected by the podcast that you're doing, of course. Yeah. But I'm just thinking more about like your relationship, you and Greg together. Yeah, your being, dynamic. Yeah, we had yeah. to, le- I had to learn that though, where it was like, Greg doesn't want to talk about that all the time. Like, like there's a time and place for like business meeting oh, type talk stuff. about like what the, the bulk of that story is. If you, you still will. need to yeah. separate yeah. work and life and, and he love. Told me that at one so point. how do you guys do that? Well, he had to tell me. Uh, one thing, as you were asking a question, what came to mind to me was like, it gets better. It, this is one thing where it's like, it's tough to do this with your lover. Mm-hmm. And at first you're like, why in the hell am I doing this? But then, and I'm happy to report, or at least in our case, it was hard work. Mm-hmm. The hardest type of work, you know, they say don't do business with your friends. I've done it a number of times and it always has its challenges. But business with your lover, eventually I think you get over a hurdle where it becomes so intuitive, but it's just a different dynamic and you have to approach it like, okay, this is not feeling zone. This is not, this is logic and strategy. Let's lock in. And and there's a time and place for it. You don't, it's not just you walk in the door like, Hey, you know, I got an email from this person, but you go right in on somebody and like, you don't know the day that they had. And it's like, no, would you do that to your colleague at work? Like, no, you set up me you just you got to give that layer of respect. You have to try to find like the business the business lane because Luke and I and I, I'm truly I'm asking this also selfishly and we have had people when I've done like ask me anything's they have mentioned like well well my person and I like are in the same field or we work together play together or whatever it is and Luke selfishly Luke and I doing a podcast together mm-hmm. we've yet to like run in 
to a, a thing like that where I'm like maybe being an, an Uber bitch that day or something. And it's like, we don't want a podcast. Like, no, we, we always do it. But I'm like, I'm sure there will be a day where we run into like a, a, an ish, mm-hmm. you know? So you guys have done it very successfully. I mean, I wouldn't say it wasn't without like hiccups and stuff, but like I had to like hear Greg when he was like, you can't just come at me with that. And mm-hmm. I don't necessarily want to hear it. And, and that was like a good note. I mean, you know, just like, like oh. communication, listening and accepting what he's saying, but not, and not being like angry or upset about it. Yeah. And like, I have to accept that, like, he's not as into it in that way as me, but he like, I would say too, cause I want to highlight what he's like really creative about. Like Greg mm-hmm. creates all the music. Like he, he composes all of it. Like that's what he likes doing on it. And right. you, I think you got very much into the father Joe case and, and there's lots but, of stories that I truly am fascinated by, you know, also, I love a good adventure. So like anytime Rachel's like, let's pack up and go head to this cult compound. I'm like, this will actually be awesome. Yeah. And that's where you, you guys to shine together like really yeah. hard because you're both willing to go do that together. And it becomes an adventure within your relationship, even though it's for work, which is like pretty fucking cool. I do think he wants to put a leash on me, though, because I, I think <laughs> I think the time that, that we were with a uh, Jeff from New Mexico and he literally was asking you, like, how are you letting your wife jump a fucking barbed wire fence right now? This is a good story. Yeah. So, I mean, for instance, there was or there is a cult in the middle of nowhere, New Mexico called Strong City. Strong City. Anyhow, you know, typical cult. It's like Gold's Gym, but for like the Southwest. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Everyone is very meager and meek in this. They're not lifting any weights. They're all busy praising this like. Well, he's now in his late 80s. Of course, he's the second coming of Christ. You know, standard cult move, obviously. And then, of course, him being the second coming of Christ, God's like... Well, bang this woman. Oh, and bang that woman. And your son's wife. Oh, and of course your son's wife. That's what God would tell the Messiah to do. It's it's outside of Folsom, New Mexico, which literally is a town of, I think, 50. Anyhow, there's a guy there who's an awesome metal fabricator and just a down-to-earth great guy. His name's Jeff. I won't add him more than that. But anyhow, he picks us up. He, the front of this like Lincoln Navigator decked out. We're like, oh, man, we didn't realize Jeff. He pulled up and I went, oh, Richie Rich. I said that to his face. <laughs> and then we get in the car and he's got two assault rifles riding shotgun and he's like oh yeah this one's my burner Pun intended. and like shows us that like the serial number is removed and he's just like just want to be safe so this is the scenario we're going in and we needed this man to show us where the cult was because holy shit there's not even roads to it there's only caliche roads 20 is, miles of a, a caliche road? road well we learned that day that caliche is like byproduct of lime kind of like unformed limestone anyhow here's the thing i tricked greg i i changed the plans as it as they're going meaning he didn't know i was going to climb a fence yeah i had no i thought we were going to go take a peek jeff had done some land work for these people like bulldozer stuff like 10 years prior so he was you know showing us where their compound is like i said this is 20 miles down a caliche road there is no road to it there's 20 miles down a dirt road and no one knows where this is and just a few no trespassing signs if you didn't really pay attention to them technically they weren't there anyhow we get to the main entrance and it looks like pretty desolate there's no one there and jeff is like oh well i don't don't know what to do next and rachel's just like mic me up you know, I'm like, well, what are you going to do? Like, there's, you can't see anybody. There's no telephone number. There's no doorbell. I was doorbell. like, I just want to get close. I just She's like, get I'm just going to get like a better look and like talk on the mic. And then she like starts getting further and further 
and further. And I'm like, and Jeff is laughing. And at as point. the husband, how are you feeling? And what are you? Oh, I'm, I'm getting mad and nervous. And, and so we start kind of cruising down the road, following her. And then boom, there it is. Cloud of smoke over the hill. Cause someone's draw hauling ass out to the gate. And all of a sudden it appears and it's literally only half of a truck. Like it has no bed. doesn't have wood down in the back. Like it's no mirror review mirrors. Like this thing has maybe never even been a truck that was sold by a dealer anyways. And there's a guy with no teeth in it. I'm now hopping the fence with my mixer bag. Well, there was a guy and then a lady in like a prairie dress. And I was on the other side of the fence. So now I'm hopping the fence, running up there. And I can hear, because I've got her mic'd up. So I can hear her. That She's like, oh, hey, hi. And they're like, what are you doing? I said, I recognize that I'm trespassing and that's not good. And wait, I apologize. Wait, you. So she has the mic on and you have an inner it. ear. Wait, Luke, I just want that for us. Like in general, when you go out to West Hollywood with like Kyle Chan, I want... Oh <laughs> I want to have the inner ear and you have the mic on. Well, it's like when they, they hear everything you guys are saying on Vanderbilt. Yeah, so you're you ready to have know? that experience. Oh, but you don't get to see it till after. Sorry, I just had to, I thought about that. I was like, oh my God, if I had an inner ear every time Luke goes out with to West Hollywood. Yeah, that's not that's not crazy to ask for at all. Yeah. <laughs> that seems Did you call me crazy? She's like, you're kidding. gonna get an you're gonna open an Amazon package and there's gonna be a lav mic and she's gonna be like, No, I just think you'd like it. I think you should have it. Yeah, just carry it for your like memoirs, you know, remember things. Yeah. Mile radius. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Sorry, this so, story's going okay. on. So, so anyway, you protected her, right? No, uh, is that I, what you're getting to? No, or? I basically apologize. He couldn't get close because that would have been weird. I mean, they noticed him and I was like, oh, that's my husband or boyfriend. I don't know what you were at the time. I explained. I mean, I said, I apologize. I said, I recognize I'm trespassing and that's not great. Sorry. Uh, and she said, that's not. You might not want to do that next time. And I was like, good point. I take that point and I will not do that. But hey, can I interview your cult leader and I <laughs> lied and sort of and I just said I'd like to tell the other side you know because there's been some bad PR and I think it'd be fair to whatever and then she was like what's your name and what's your phone number uh, and I was like and I I told her the name of the podcast I was like shit if they google that they're not gonna want to do this and I just got a text like about two hours later that said whatever his name was was not interested and I was like okay totally fair again I did trespass and I explained that Greg was you know I could, like it. I said, I could hear their whole conversation. I'm 20 yards from Rachel at this point, and I hear them say, who is that? And she's like, my husband. He's just like, you know, my sound guy. And they were weird and blunt. Only the woman spoke. The dude with no teeth and he, spooky look. Uh, you guys are thrill seekers. Yeah. yeah. Both of you. I'm more like thrill catcher. She's seeking it, and I'm running after her like. Oh, I like that. And I'm just casually lying about what I'm doing the whole time. I'm just like, no, yeah. it's totally fine. Um, I, I, we can sum up and end this uh, whole story by when you said like, how are you doing this living um, on a ranch? Like you have whatever. I think it's successful because we live in the middle of nowhere. I've put us in some danger, sort of, that... You would want people not to find us. Like motorcycle gangs, not super into me. You make you know? your own adventures. Yeah, but I think that the ranch is what does it. <laughs> yeah. You know? How do you think if this has like evolved, or when you think about boyfriend, fiance, husband, the adventures, and great like, for you, like girlfriend, for, yeah. fiance, wife, like did it change? Have or, they escalated? Like, or did it change? Because I hear, or, I, I, sorry to interrupt you, Luke. Like, I'm tapping onto what you're saying. It's just, I feel like I hear a lot of people where they're like, I mean, once he was my husband, it's like we were already together or something, whatever. And other people say differently, correct? Right. Yeah. That you get more and more involved as you go. 
when you share a business with your lover, it gets better. The fiance, like we're planning a wedding and now we have like, we got some of the biggest contracts of our life and like, you know, it's a lot of stress, but that period has evolved. And I think that when you get the opportunity to know your lover on the, uh, you know, you don't leave her work and separate. Now that's really healthy and good. You need to do that. You, you know, me and Rachel are good and I applaud us for spinning. And when she goes in work, she goes in work mode and she like, you know, free range Rachel's out on the ranch and drives Mm -hmm. our truck to the middle of the woods and you can't find her. But what do you think? So like when you were dating, take work aside and then you were engaged and then you were married, did it feel different? Did you treat each other like differently? Were you like, we're engaged now. We're just dating or like we're totally boyfriend, girlfriend. Right. But now we're engaged. Like you have a ring on your finger. Rachel. I think the marriage was what was, was different. Like it was, okay. we became like family at that point. Like that, okay. this is, this is That's my family here. Yeah. And I think too, because being on the ranch too, cause Greg's dad owns property here too. I guess just bringing up family is like, it felt, everything just felt so solidified in his family. And then like when everyone came to the ranch, like, our wedding was, you know, we were building our house and, and it was, I think it was a blast, it was, but it wasn't like, you know, going into like a ballroom at a hotel or whatever. It was like the people that came truly loved us because they it was came the to the middle of nowhere. Ever. Thank you. I appreciate it. I, I think it was fun. I had a blast at my wedding. I met the love of my life there. Of course oh, it was the best pretty good fucking wedding. wedding ever. Can I give a speech I'd, I'd say for us, like, yeah, I mean... The but fiance. did it ever feel different? Yeah, like from so from boyfriend girlfriend to fiance, did that feel different? Uh, or just like mm, exciting? Or fiance just, is just a weird word to me. Where it's just like fiance, like it just sounds like a girl. I think the marriage for me, but I don't know for you. It just I'll, felt- I'll say this that like our relationship had three periods before the marriage okay. that don't define it wasn't exactly dating engaged married okay. but it it did go west hollywood palm springs aguilar colorado we've had a wild ride um, we've also essentially been homeless while we're building a home the whole time yeah but like those periods in their own right felt like three different stages and so it wasn't about like the boyfriend, the, the dating to the ring, to the marriage, it was like moving the, in together yeah, and it was not more about being the in West Hollywood. Well, I think it's cause we're not, I mean, you're not, you're the, you're this way too. Like not everything is like, a, and I'm not like making fun of people, but like, it's just a true statement. Not everything's like an Instagram stage of like, like, I don't think of our love in terms of like the big, I did. Our engagement was the, probably one of the best things that ever happened to me because I, Something had hurt my heart and that just like changed everything and whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, um, your engagement was one of my favorite days. My friends fucking came out of no, yeah. I screamed. I couldn't, but he had, he flew all my, we had a, we have a good engagement. Look at Instagram. But so it, real, <laughs> real quick guys, their engagement. Luke, why weren't you there? Cause you had a boyfriend. It was no, the pandemic. What? That is why. What? why well, that is also there? why it was the pandemic. Why weren't you at the engagement? Um, do you know? I had something else going on. I feel like, yeah, you, there was something like a family thing. I don't know. Actually, I think I, it was possible, but I had like three different trips and I'm like, am I really going to take my seventh, my seventh flight in a week or something like that? Or seventh flight. So so long story short, Greg and Rachel got engaged in Joshua tree and Greg had let a bunch of us, Rachel's friends and his friends know ahead of time. So including Zach Wickham and, and some other friends, but that you guys might know, but we, all got to Joshua tree and like got all these decorations and like champagne and all this stuff. And we were like hiding in this little house while their friend Craig was filming underneath 
like a tarp type or like a blanket it's like the hot tub cover yeah, yeah like on top hot. of this thing in joshua tree and rachel had no idea we were there and then he proposed and then we all jumped out and we were like Rah! and like it was really fucking cool it meant it meant a lot to me it was the best engagement I've ever seen in my entire life. It deserves a film. Thank you. Trademarking well, that. Do don't fucking don't anyone write a movie about that. I'll kill you. <laughs> but the the point is, though, like I I don't like I don't consider you, you know, so when you say like the stages, it's not like like a like a, an event on, you know, it, it's everything just I, I don't know. I, I don't know how to For describe us, it. Was it. Supernatural. Yeah. Like not supernatural, but like super <laughs> kind of natural, but in a way that like it would, the, they were all easy decisions. Like we're going to move in together. Why are we not living? Why am I paying for an apartment? You know what? It's so it, that was like, that's like, I like the way you answer that you were just, uh, that you said that it was just like an easy, it wasn't like, so do we, you're just like, no, it made sense. We agreed on it. Like we loved every step of that. The, the only the, surprise oh, I'd say was, sorry to interrupt you. Babe. You both okay. said the only at the same time, by the way. The only surprise for me was when Rachel said, let's move out to the ranch and build a house. I don't know why that's shocking. I'm from a small... I, okay, I, that shocks me. That <laughs> shocks the fuck out of me, Rachel. <laughs> I don't think it's that weird. That's but, when I, I knew I was going to marry you, even though I was already going to marry you. But I'm an outdoorsy person. I was walking around. All that. Whatever. I don't know. It's true. She is a lumber heiress. <laughs> I didn't know. And Rachel so also like evolved from me from, you know, like city slicking comedian to like free range Rachel. And I mean, we were on my property and walking in the dead of night and my neighbor has horses who used to just roam freely on my property. And I, I didn't at the time knew nothing about horses. I was kind of scared of them. These two massive 1400 pound animals walk up and Rachel's just like, Oh, here come here, buddy. And like grabs his neck and is just hugging this horse. I'm like, I, okay. I had no idea. I've known Rachel now for 16 years. Oh God. That is such a higher number than I thought. She has never wanted a dog. Like you love animals. You love people like you're, that's great. You lo always love my dogs, but the Rachel that I've known until you, Greg was like, I don't want a fucking dog. I don't even know if I want a husband. I don't think I want anybody like that's like permanently secured to me. Suddenly she has a husband on a ranch. She has a dog that literally she cannot live without. You have a baby horse. You now have friends on the ranch. Now you have that have chickens and ducks and fucking, I don't even <laughs> know like I hate what else. No, but I was saying like, you don't, you always loved my dogs, but you were like, yeah, like my, your dogs, you would always be like, Gibson and Bowie can come over. And I'm like, you should get a dog. And you're like, fuck that. I think it's like other people's dog. Like, yeah, I don't know. No, you just... love everything now. What, why do you think that is? Do you think it was Greg? Or do you think the ranch? Do you think it was a stage in life? You never give a shit about a husband. You definitely didn't care about having an animal of your own. That's a well, good question. I'm, I'm going to lead with backing you up on that because um, I, this is what I was going to wait to tell you on the podcast because it was like such a, a natural thing. Sabrina, my childhood best friend, which Kristen knows, we both were kind of like our like eighth grade graduation. You know, when you say like your prophecy, we both had something very similar back to back that literally said like we're going to um, go on a road trip in a rainbow colored Volkswagen van, own and run our own Studio 54 and become famous actresses, never look back. Just weird. We were weird kids. Like other people were like, I want to be a mom. We're from small towns and we didn't like that thing. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Sabrina's still trying to hold strong to it, but she's in love, so she might not. But when I told her that, uh, so uh, not a super sob story. Uh, we did have a miscarriage. I'm not pregnant currently, but we're working on it. Um, and I'm not trying to diminish it. It was 
sad, but um, we'd only been pregnant for like six days. Anyways, when I found out I was pregnant and I told my best friend, Sabrina, this is just a testament to like the accuracy of what you said. It was like a visceral reaction. I I blurted it out to Sabrina and then I went, I didn't mean to. (laughs) I literally was like, (laughs) like I confessed to her. Like I did some, like I like ruined a pack. I was like, sorry, I didn't mean to. And then she goes, Rachel, you're only 38. What are you going to (laughs) do? Like we were 16 in high school. Right. She's fine. I'm just joking, but like that is truly who I was during that time. And you go, I'm telling Sabrina about it. Like, give me some time. Yeah. I just, whatever. I I don't know, but I, I was thrilled and we'll get pregnant again. But yeah, I think Greg wanted to say that that was what. Oh, I mean, it's it's really fresh and raw right now. So like you were like asking about the changes, the, the fate, the only time I feel like there was an abrupt and sudden change in our relationship that felt like a big stage was going through like fine, like Rachel calling me and saying she was pregnant. I'm totally fine. Um, but like we loved being pregnant as short lived as it was. Hold on. Just give me a second. Um, but like what was I think really powerful about like the abrupt, you know, it's one of the only times you're going to find out something suddenly that you didn't have to, or, or couldn't have planned for. Obviously we're married where we, this is what we want. It was cool to know that we were both ready for it and you couldn't know that without you know experiencing it so like when we you know found out we were like we're excited we want to tell our closest friends like who cares we decided yeah we're excited if it doesn't work whatever we'll try again we weren't even trying this was rachel's first ovulation it's, it's only in human. 20 years after birth control like it was like boom hit the bullseye rachel had just oh, I gone was cocky i was bragging about it to I was the like, doctor straight a raise to, back to get <laughs> pregnant right so like it was like wow this didn't take any time at all we were gonna start trying after her birthday in july you know it was like and she's already pregnant i was like dang straight a ray you know but Sharpshooter Greg. I don't know. I hate us. I'd like to see myself out. Anyways. It felt good though to know, like to stare myself in the mirror and be like, oh man, I, I want to be a dad. And like after the fact, when you know, Rachel had uh, the miscarriage, which was only a few days ago, it felt good to be disappointed and not relieved. That made me almost love you even more when you said that was your way of spinning it. Obviously I spin things into like jokes or whatever. And I'm that's, that's my your, coping that's mechanism. Your, is, yeah. yeah. Um, sorry. Hopefully I'm not annoying people, but that's just who I am. He, he said that and it made me fall in love with him more. He said, I'm grateful that I know that I'm not like, I'm not relieved. I know that this is what I, I want. And I thought that that was. Yeah. yeah. Because it wasn't something you guys were like actively trying for in the moment. You yeah. weren't like counting the days and like checking the pregnancy. Yeah. And it just happened to happen. And the universe happened as it happens. And that's how I felt yeah. too. And I just keep bringing up, I'm like, those were the good old days when we were pregnant, even though it was six days yeah, long. We, it's all, we already I, want to get pregnant. I had a blast. Again, I can't wait to do it again. It was good but to now know. And you get to practice. Greg, it's got to be your favorite part. the only part. way that you could know. <laughs> yeah, practicing is, is good, is good. No, I think we're in season, but... Um, do you feel like they gave us a therapy session? I feel like... I'm sorry. No, I'm not making fun of you. I, I'm feeling a little embarrassed. Not about that, but just like that we've made your podcast about us. Sure. There's nothing more well, powerful. You're, you're, you're our, our guests. guests. Oh, yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's hard when you're a podcast host being a guest, right? You're yeah. like, wait, what? It's about me? No, it's literally about you. <laughs> I want to talk about you guys. But yeah, yeah. But this whole stage thing, I think that that was, I was not saying it either, but that was probably like, I think that's why I kind of said family when getting married. Like when you realize you're a family, well, Blue, our dog, that started our family. But I think when you become a family, it's like that, that's when it's like a different thing. Yeah, I love that a lot because I think my old self, my 25 year old self with my Pinterest boards and like my wedding and like my ring shape. I do not remember you talking about that stuff. I remember when you bought a fake ring, but yeah. And I have a Pinterest board literally that has lasted like a million years and it like, it's embarrassing the shape of diamonds that I used to want, like (laughs) gross. What was your dress choice? mm my dress choice is pretty much the same. Stevie very, Nicks vibe? Yeah, very ethereal. Yeah. But as I've now, I'm 40 and like just even in the last few, like couple of years, I'm like, it's not the ring and it's not the wedding. It's the p- companionship and it's the family and it's the like my best friend, my partner, my teammate. All that shit doesn't even fucking matter to me anymore. Oh, I have, you know? I have chills because I'm so Like happy. it's pretty wild like how that changes over. I don't know if it's with age or with time or with relationships or what you go through, but it's something that I've totally realized with my 32 year old boyfriend. (laughs) Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I genuinely have chills though. That I feel like I don't ever have to worry about you again. Like, Oh, thanks. Yeah. I mean, not that like I had to worry, like I know you can handle yourself, but like when you love, you should worry about me. Yeah. I mean, we worry about (laughs) anyone. I mean, but like, I feel like I don't have to worry about you. Like I feel. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, it's called therapy. I'll say so. this. I've never been more sure of Rachel than when I found out we were pregnant. Like, you kind of always, like, you, you wonder how you're going to feel. There's definitely relationships I've been in where I was like, fuck, if we got pregnant, I would not be happy when mm-hmm. she tells me. I think we've all been there, all four of us in this room, and I think every listener listening has been in a relationship where you're like, we had, we've had been having unprotected sex, but God, if we got pregnant, oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. I mean, exactly. that's just the reality of the situation. So let's like call a spade a spade. You know what I mean? But I think it does happen. I think, I don't know why I want to like tell your listeners, like if you are in that situation, like you, everyone's strong enough to get themselves out of a bad one. It is very normal to have, be scared and be like, what the fuck? But it's also so fucking awesome hearing you guys go, we were not actively trying, even though we're married, we're building yeah. a home and a life and all of that together. We were definitely planning on one day, but you weren't like actively like peeing on your sticks, like every five minutes, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And then what happened, but it just brought you guys even closer together. Yeah. I think that's very possible that people are in relationship, like, like even married and they're like, Oh shit. Now I really got to be in it. That's not what I thought. I truly, I just was like, man, I wanted my bathroom done first. Like that's like (laughs) the, the, that was the extent of it. It somehow made me sure about like everything. I was like, man, like, and it's just good to know. Were you questioning? Excuse no, me? you're not. You don't, you don't really know, like, am I, am I ready to be a dad? Am I certain that this is, you know, like what I want with my wife? Uh, right. right. Just now. like right. And right now. It's we, you know, our house, you guys are talking about like it's an open construction site. It's not finished. Like Rachel said, she just wants her bathroom done. And, you know, all of the things combined. I think this was a, another thing. Greg and I are both kind of free, not free spirits, but we both, he went on tour with a band. I did stand up comedy for you. We've been on our own for so long and like pursuing careers. And we are both, I mean, they call me free range, Rachel, like Greg is a wild man. I mean, like we both have very, 
you know, for me, and I know Greg felt this way too, because he, when we were driving up for my birthday, you were kind of like, are you still going to like tour? Are we still going to do, can we still do this thing? Like, I think we did have a sense of panic of losing identity and like not being, you know, but we both wanted it. We like, you said to me, having a family with you is more important than anything. But I think we both had a sense of panic of like, I don't get to be the cool kid anymore. I, I think the biggest thing is like, you actually realize you're ready to not be individualistic. Yeah. Oh. I'd say yeah. I selfishly am married to Rachel. Yeah. It's what I want. So it's like, I get that, oh, you know? so nice. I love oh, so I'm, I'm just, I'm just, uh, Greg, okay. I, literally I cry sometimes, but anyhow. Um, I cry all the time too. I love you yeah. so much. So let's talk about some fun you guys have. Yeah. Right? How about, how <laughs> yeah, about, sorry. Um, like, let's talk do you about, com- <laughs> do you combine all of your work trips into like pleasure as well? like try to make it a fun vacation as a couple or do you have to specifically set a time like this is someone's birthday this is our anniversary this is an event that we're going to do and we're not going to do work you know this is our personal time together this is our time to be a couple yeah definitely like when we went to new york for it we to see the the podcast in Times Square. <laughs> I tried to make that casual and not bragging, but I wanted to, to brag see about, the podcast. Listen, though. I wanted to brag mm. about it so bad, but I, I don't know if I was a good enough actor there. Sorry, but I was, how else are you supposed to say it? That was a work trip. We were supposed to have done a pod, a podcast or something, but we like worked everything around it so we could enjoy, because Greg had never really been to New York. I was like, I just want to enjoy New York with you. Like, I just want to like be a tourist so with we you. We took like two extra days. That was one of my favorite trips ever with him like that was a blast it's true we loved new york i'd say one thing that made me even more you know like sure about rachel throughout all of our dating and everything it's a was lot that of questioning we travel well that's oh huge. that's a that's great like, point craig we tra- we always have and we had a great time in new york she's right i'd never been i've never experienced new york, new york city i'd never really been on the subway we had a blast and yeah for sure i think that like Traveling well together. I think that's a huge thing. Yeah. No, for sure. That's a really fucking good point because yeah, I think about that with Luke. Like if we could travel, like we've not been together very long, clearly, but if we could do 70 hours (laughs) during the worst blizzard of our lifetimes from California all the way to Michigan and back. Oh, really? You hit a blizzard? We, we did. Remember when Luke and I, I know you did that trip, but I didn't know you, did you get stopped somewhere? It was the worst blizzard. It was the worst blizzard in 40 years. No, it wasn't just a blizzard. It was oh, the that, cold temperatures. It was wind chills of like yeah. negative 40. That when we would were scare in the shit out of me. That we did with four dogs that we did from Colorado, from California to Colorado to Indiana to Michigan and all the way back. That is heroin. So it's like truck. if you can if you truck. can survive something like that with your person. Shows you travel, trust him too to be the driver. But Greg, to like attest to what you're saying, you guys travel well together. You guys travel all the time for podcasts, for pleasure, for or just living because she was in California. You were in California, then Colorado back and forth. That's how our relationship started. Like she was already going on tours and I was mm-hmm. going on tours too. But then suddenly I was like, Oh, I get to go on tour with Rachel. Like how cool. Like when we first yeah. started dating, she's a comedian and like, I get to tag along and like, she's doing press releases and stuff. And it's like, I'm backstage and there's an NBA player here. Like, this is cool. Um, I, but I think that, you know, traveling with Rachel drew me to her initially. And then it was a rock solid, like backbone through it all. Like anytime we needed to rekindle our relationship, our love, forget about work. Even if it is a work trip, like Luke was saying, like making time, like we're privileged to be able to do this. 
we're pri- privileged to be able to work really anywhere so long so long as we bring our mics and mixers you know yeah. Rachel and I can work from anywhere like well they can too do you feel I, that it, for you guys like it's a blessing because you guys are in two different states do you feel this is like a uh, we don't utilize it as much as I'd like to I I definitely bring up that we're very portable and we can like podcast from anywhere Mexico we're portable <laughs> <laughs> it's a good way to put it mobile mobile portable whatever we're so portable I'll babe. use my lingo <laughs> You have jobs where you can be like you can be together while you do your job. It's like you right. you don't have to be like, hey, I can't see you for three weeks. Like we, we've gone three weeks a few times. But yeah, Luke um, always says no more than three weeks. Three weeks is the maximum. I want to let it go. I would say, yeah, no longer than three weeks. I don't know about you guys, but for me, hydration is so insanely important these days. And if you're tired of those sugary sports drinks that leave you feeling sluggish and bloated, Element is the game changer you have been waiting for. Element Electrolyte Drink Mix. It's refreshing. It's science-backed solution. It supports proper hydration and balance. Let me tell you from my personal self, it is packed with the good stuff. It's everything you need and nothing you don't. It means lots of salt and no sugar. None of the junk, no coloring, no artificial ingredients, no gluten, no fillers, no BS. Element is formulated to help anyone with their electrolyte needs and is perfectly suited for folks following keto, low-carb, or paleo diet. Element can help prevent and eliminate headaches, muscle cramps, fatigue, sleeplessness, and other common symptoms of electrolyte deficiency. When you sweat, the primary electrolyte Electrolyte lost is sodium. Element is used by everyone from podcast hosts, me, to NBA, NFL, NHL players, Olympic athletes, to everyday moms and dads, and exercise enthusiasts. And let me tell you, it's great for a hangover. My favorite part of Element, though, is their flavor choices. It was a flavor for almost every color of the rainbow watermelon, grapefruit, orange, raspberry. But my all time favorite, you're not going to believe it chocolate. When I saw chocolate was an option, I was literally beyond shocked and intrigued. And let me tell you, it is delicious. Right now, Element is offering a free sample pack with any purchase. That's eight single serving packets free with any Element order. This is a great way to try all eight flavors or share Element with a salty friend. Get yours at drinkelement.com slash doty. That's drinklmnt.com slash doty. This deal is only available through my link. So once again, go to D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T dot com slash Dodie. With so many new projects in the works, and when I was filming The Goat, I had been traveling nonstop lately. And while I love being on the go, jet lag and time changes totally mess with my sleep cycle. A few months ago, I started using Butler Hemp Company's Sleep Blend CBD oil, which has helped me get some of the best sleep in years. Instead of using habit-forming ingredients that make me feel groggy and out of it in the morning... It's made with hemp-derived cannabinoids that help me fall asleep super quick, but more importantly, sleep through the night. And I turned you on to Butler and their products because I've worked with them for years. I've been to their GMP certified lab in Kansas, and I know it's safe. You don't have to question the quality of Butler's products like you might the stuff you find at gas stations. I mean, seriously, if you have any sleep issues, trust us because we know that we all do. Hello, life is stressful. This is a must-have. And if you use my personal code, DOTY15, you can get your bottle now for 15% off and start getting that life-changing, ready-to-wake-up-and-kick-ass sleep that you deserve. So go to butlerhemp.co to grab yours now. That's B-U-T-L-E-R-H-E-M-P dot C-O to get yours now and use code DOTY15. 
you work, live, play together. And I know as Rachel's friend, Rachel loves a good hotel and she loves dipping out and going to a good hotel. So do you find it important to have personal time and space or is it just something that comes naturally that you're both like, yeah, this is just what we do. We just know that. For example, like Luke will just tell me he's in California. He barely knows anyone, but Luke's like, Hey, I'm going to go to the range. I'm going to hit some golf balls. Hey, I'm going to go with our friend Kyle. I'm going to go play ping pong. And I think I'm like, yeah, go bye, have fun. I'm not like irritated with him, even though he's technically visiting me. So I don't know. But for you guys, like, is it just feel very normal and easy? And do you find it important to have your own time and space? Super important to have your own time and space. Like, especially if you're going to be in a working relationship, you know, where you've got a business relationship and a loving relationship. Mm -hmm. Super important to find that time. I'll say that at first, you mentioned hotels. At first, our relationship, it was really hard for me that Rachel was like going to take that time. She would lock the door on me. I'm like, I've never been in a relationship where someone locks me out of the bathroom. I forgot about that. That was a thing you hated. I was like, man, maybe she doesn't really like me. I was like, I mean, and here's the thing. (laughs) I love now that our operational plan when we get into a hotel is like Rachel's going to the bathroom. She's I'm ordering her a glass of wine. She's locked herself in there. And then I'm going out and exploring the new city we're in. And like, she's not going to ask where I'm at for like two hours. Yeah. And it's just like, Ooh, I can go get some share mischief. locations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. For safety purposes, I assume mostly. And what I, Luke and I do, and I feel like it's totally normal. We're like yeah. in my past relationships, I've done it for like not kind reasons. You know, like I've done it where I'm like, I don't yeah. know where the fuck he's yeah, at. Yeah, no, this is just for safety. But for yeah. he and I, I just, when he's driving to California, I want to know where he's at and make sure he's like safe. I can check the weather or whatever it is, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's like, you'll always know where I am. If you can't reach me, God forbid something happened. Don't you feel like that's like a relief? Like when was the last time you were in a relationship? I don't, I don't know if mm-hmm. that you didn't like you had someone's location and you didn't even really care to look at it unless you were worried about safety. Right. right. Yeah. Greg would be probably the first where I'm just like, I don't even look at it unless no, I'm like, I look at did he fall off the roof or something while he's building our house? Yes. Like I get like nervous. Yeah. Is this yeah. like, no, same. is this one Luke of the first and Luke and Greg, how do you feel about that? The sharing location thing? Well, this is the only relationship I've ever been in that I shared my location. No one's ever known where I was. I mean, aside from me telling But it. how do you feel about sharing your location with me? That's fine. I don't care. I don't have anything to hide. But see, it's not about hiding. It it's like, you know that I have it only because I just want to make sure you're okay. Yeah. 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 I can tell you. Luke fully trusts you. There's so many things Luke's done and we're like, this has to be the first. Luke was a very independent person. Oh, yeah. You know, could be in the, the woods for a week. One thing for sure is and you don't never need to worry about Luke, though. Like, he's coming out. He's dating. He's dated crazy bitches, but I am a crazy bitch as well. So I am not knocking any of those crazy bitches. But Greg, so you feel the same way, though, about sharing location it's just like normal and fine and normal and fine. Yeah. And you know, I don't think it's something that like should be done early on in a relationship, right. you know, like, but like, yeah, but the, and the personal time and space, you guys are both agree that it's like very important for you to like both have your independence and like, just kind of do your thing. You're always coming. If you're home. cohabitating yeah, and you don't trust each other to that level, you shouldn't be cohabitating. I just want to make a comment 100%. that I, that Kristen, how casually if he's like, Oh, I've never shared my location, but how casually and like it didn't affect him like he was not losing anything by sharing his with you. Like, yeah, I think that's like when you know you're in a good relationship where you're just like, yeah, like you'd never done it before you were a loner. But like 
It didn't even. Did it didn't I even, ask you? For it didn't it? even spark you as weird to share it with her. Um, I don't even yeah. remember how it happened. You know, I think you shared yours with me first, and yeah. <laughs> I don't even remember. I don't remember either. It happened actually. I think it happened super early, like. Probably just a lot of road trips. That's. I why. think it may have even been the Denver Red Rocks trip when she was like, "If you can't find me, I shared my location with you." And, and then I don't know. Power I don't remember how long after that or when I shared my location with you. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. You remember. guys bloomed into a pretty serious thing pretty quick, though. I mean, it was like, what? They're they're in Mexico together. <laughs> we were like just done with our honeymoon. I'm like, what? They're going on a honeymoon. I loved it, and I, know, I loved we, hearing from Greg. I was actually like the stories we were, about Luke and how. How he knew, like, oh, this is not the Luke. Like, something about you was. It's my vagina. It's the first time. Okay, it's good. Yeah. It's the first time I've seen Luke take a relationship seriously it's and a woman seriously. It's 100% my tits and it's my sparkly vagina. That That's what he told me. It's it basically was. a Venus flytrap. He was like, I'm mesmerized. Yes. It's true. Have you I ever seen him tend to someone's it, wounds like he does her? Like, like he like bandages her up. Well, he doesn't have a choice. Dad. I fall on my face Thanks. all the time. Greg would literally as far as throw like, a bandage. Luke's at gonna me. be the uh, best dad ever. Up, whether it's a daughter or a son, Luke will be the. My psychic told me that we're gonna have a boy between my ages of forty-one and forty-two. <sighs> but you'll so. be forty-one in a few months, not a few, six months. Yeah. Okay, so more than that, but yeah. Yeah, already there. I mean, like if it happened now, we're already between forty-one and forty-two. Yeah, so. Lord, what? pretty good psychic though. Yeah, right. He was right. Probably, he's yeah. got a he's got a good shot at that. Be right at that one. Oh, we'll see. Then we have one last question that's extremely important, and we love you both, and thank you for being on this podcast because we've wanted you both together since day one. We actually literally started this podcast at this ranch. Oh yeah, with you guys, like helping us learn how to use equipment and all of that. So this is like the best. But Luke. Do you want to sing it? You want to say it? It's a pretty big question. You want to sing it? You want to say it? I think we might as well sing it. All All right. right. Three, two, one. I would do anything for love, but I won't do. Sorry, all I'm in is mad that I did not think of this beforehand because it's the greatest fucking question they ask. And she told me about it already. Rachel loves. You would do anything for love, but you won't do what, Greg? Become a meatloaf fan. Hey, that's rude. Rest in Meat paradise. Is an angel. And rest in paradise. He, you, sh- Greg, rude. you take that back. Okay, nope, that's his answer. No, no taking it back. No take backsies. I would Rachel? do anything for love, but stop playing that song because I love that song. It is my warm-up song for stand-up. It is a, uh, it is a beautiful cinematic masterpiece. I'm so glad that you guys do this on your podcast. A- and in reality, like Rachel, her pump-up song is nine times out of a 10 a meatloaf song yeah uh, she is fantastic. a true diehard meatloaf fan um there are so many layers i've to tried that to music cure video. her of it the music video it only like butts head isn't the right word but like it only um champions with uh total eclipse of the heart music video and guns and roses oh november Seymour. rain november rain yep yep luke do you have one for today you would do anything for love, but you won't do what? I was not prepared. If you have something, you go. I can come up with I something. I would do quick. anything for love, but I would not sit in an enclosed space with horse flies. That's fair. Okay. That kind of sounds like I'm torture bleeding anyway. today from the horse flies at the lake. Yeah. Okay. So I would do anything for love, but I won't. I've already said a lot. Things I wouldn't do, and I'd do most things. Um, cut my leg off. 
Okay. Rachel and Greg, I love you both so much. I love you so much. We love you. And I'm you. so glad we're in air conditioning on the ranch. And it's a beautiful night out with a beautiful sky and amazing stars. You guys are and very good podcasters. You guys are amazing and vulnerable and taught me a shit ton, which I didn't think was going to happen. I would like to say you guys have come a long way. It's great to see you guys produce this whole show from being like, was it now seven months ago? Yeah. yeah. Uh, eight. Eight months ago, eight you guys months are in the ranch house. Yeah. I'd like to give you a full-on compliment. I only interrupted because I'm like, please stop giving us compliments. There's some magic here with the podcast and with you guys. I'm, I really I'm, enjoyed I'm this. Truly, I'm truly impressed, and I enjoyed it. And um, I'm Luke we, showed me up. He pulled out this fancy dancy mixer. I'm like, oh, boom! He's like, yeah, we bro, no I got it all down. I'm like, tangled microphone cords. We have our shit together. I felt stupid. Cheers, my my babe. cords were tangled when we came over here, and I was like. Dear loops are like wrapped up nice. I look like the schmo. <laughs> I'm supposed to be teaching this guy. Oh, that's funny. Uh, I love you guys so much. We love you. Thanks for coming on. And Let's go play everybody, yes. listen. Okay, follow Rachel at Rachel No Brian on Rachel uh, and O'Brien on Instagram. But definitely listen to Seven Deadly Sinners. And Deadly Dice. And Deadly Dices. Everywhere that you can listen to your podcast and rate them five stars and recommend them to all your friends. Again, rate them with five stars because it is so fucking important and it is so interesting. And I know if you guys listen to my podcast, even though it's about sex and love, you love true crime. Yeah. Good call. Like bottom line. Female so, listeners. There's a lot of sex like true crime. and love on our podcast. Yeah. Too, but it usually ends in dramatic. Yeah. It dramatic usually doesn't end well. Fashion. As does my life on Vanderpump Rules. You know what? We we all have the same fan base. We will talk to you guys next week. Luke just turned and... on devices to shut <laughs> us up. That's hilarious. It's going into full on dad. We'll mode. see you next week on Sex Love, What Else Matters, and tomorrow on the VPR from the Start Recap. Bye, guys. Love you. Woo! Make sure to follow us on social media. You can follow me on all platforms at Kristen Doty and follow Luke on Instagram at Luke double underscore Broderick. Be sure to click the subscribe button so you can stay up to date with new episodes every single Wednesday. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.